Hey folks, Paul Reddick here. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how the finish line for your son has been hijacked and how you can get it back. Uh, we're really proud of our book, The 567 Dad. If you want to head on over to uh, 567dad.com where you can grab a copy of the book there. In, in today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that has been uh, troubling for me um, over the last gosh, increasingly over the last like five or six years is that the finish line for success for our sons is being constantly moved and it's moved forward and forward and forward. I mean, I don't mean forward, like farther out into the future. I mean, it's moving up towards a younger and younger and younger age. So the travel ball tournament um, world has now decided that the finish line is the, the nine U tournament team. The, the 10U travel team, the 11U travel team, or the 12U travel team, or the team that gets to go to California and Canada and Mexico and all these different places. They've decided that success and the finish line is now closer and younger than it's ever been before. So what that has done is that has stunted development in players that should be developing instead of trying to sprint and win a race. So let me give you a few examples. Um, if the finish line gets moved up artificially, let's say, let's say we're all dads, parents listening to this. Let's say we've got a work project, right? And the work project was supposed to be take a year. But the boss comes in and says, you know what? We don't have a year. We've got a month right? Your work schedule would radically change. You might be doing 80-hour weeks instead of 40-hour weeks. You might be pulling some all-nighters. You might be drinking more caffeine than you have. You might even be sleeping in the office a couple nights a week, or you might be having to travel more or wake up earlier. And what would happen is maybe at the end of that 30 days, maybe you would have something that is done, but I can't believe that you would have something that would be your very best. Because I can't believe that you would work on a project for 30 days that would normally take a year and somehow in some caffeine induced days and some sleep deprived state that you would produce your absolute very best work. And here's the other thing that would happen. Undoubtedly, you would take shortcuts. I mean, just caffeine and cutting out sleep is a shortcut in and of itself. Now, there's nothing wrong with a shortcut. As long as that shortcut doesn't cost you anything. So among with the caffeine days and the sleep deprivation, I guarantee you would take some shortcuts in your work. Now, there's a difference between shortcutting and finding a quicker, faster, better way. But we know that sleep deprivation is not a good shortcut. We know that overdoing caffeine is not a good shortcut. That's a shortcut that eventually you have to pay, right? That's a high interest credit card that's going to keep stacking until you can't make the minimum payment anymore. So this is the position that we're putting our 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-old players in. The finish line used to be around 11, 12. One, the first finish line used to be 11, 12. You make the all-star team. Then it would be like in high school, you make the high school team. And then like really the big, big finish line for a lot of people would be maybe you got to play in college and there were those kind of three finish lines right now we keep moving up these finish lines so what happens is is that the emotion and the intensity to run these shorter races becomes overwhelming and then what do we do with players we don't put a player if a player's finish line is now to make the nine u super duper awesome travel team all-star team now we have moved the finish line to nine years old. And then the same thing that we do to take a project that took 12 months and take a month, the same thing that we do with the development of our kids. We don't look to have long-term development and to do their best work over a long period of time. What we do is we look to take shortcuts. 
and shortcuts in the development and we look for quick fixes we look for band-aids we look for what i call a red bull fix and all of that stunts the development of the kid so let me go back let's say your boss says after that project is done they're like you did so great on that project let me give you another project that used to take a year let me give it to you because you'll get it done in a month that's like the kid going out to the 10u team or the 11u team and now because he did good on the 9u team you, you you ran that race you got it done now let me see if you can run another sprint and on and on and on we go. So what happens is the, the, the emails that we're getting more and more and more are parents that are not looking for long-term development solutions. What they're looking for is my kid needs to make this team. My kid needs to throw harder by this date. My kid needs to have this by then. And I get that. Some of that's like legitimate, right? But a lot of it is kind of based on this. It's like this pressure that we put on our kids today that has you could never ever defend you can never ever defend and so our position as a dad is and our position as a parent is that we have to make sure that we are managing those finish lines for our kids so here's a long way around the finish line is only imposed by someone else and then what happens is as parents if we take on the timeline of somebody else and the value system of somebody else and we let that seep into our house that's when this becomes a destructive pattern that's when we teach our kids to take shortcuts and in, in, and like i said some shortcuts are good right there's learning curves and there's people that can help teach you something quickly but we know we know the type of shortcuts i'm talking about so when is it ever a good system a good a good thing to teach a young kid to take a shortcut how is that going to play when he's 23 years old? How is that going to play when he's 30 years old? How is that going to play when he's in college and he's trying to learn um, you know, a major? How is that going to learn and be in his first job when we're teaching him that these little sprints are important? So here's what we do as, a parent, as parents. The, the, the first thing is we don't take on somebody else's artificial timeline. So I guarantee when, when you, when your son was born, you didn't say this kid has to be a great nine U baseball player. No, somebody along the way told you that that was an important finish line. And look, I'm not big into changing other people. I don't think you can change other people. I think people change when they want to change. And I'm, I, you can, everybody can stay the way they are and do what they want to do. That's fine. You just can't do it in my house. So I'm not going to take your artificial finish line that says my kid has to be a superstar and to play on this team by nine years old. That might be your finish line. That's not my finish line. So that kid can hear whatever he wants to hear from that coach. The difference is that when he comes into your car on the ride home and he goes into your house, what are you dictating as the finish lines? What you measure, your child will make important. What you measure, your child will make important. Not what your coach measures. Not what some organization measures, what you as the father, what you measure, your child will make important. So if we make that finish line important, our child will make that important. If we make long-term development important, our child will make that deportment important. If we don't get wrapped up in the nine-year-old, 10-year-old finish line, neither will, all, neither will our children. And that's the ultimate, that's what we are trying to achieve here.
is that we maintain that status quo. If you go into this book, Five, Six, Seven Dad, there's a, a principle called the 23 funnel. We also have a, we also did a podcast on it. And in the 23 funnel, basically, you can you can read it. I don't want to regurgitate it, but we want to put everything we can into that funnel that produces a healthy 23-year-old. At what point does does running artificial finish lines and taking shortcuts is that a good thing to put into a funnel that will produce a healthy 23-year-old? It's it's not. It's not. How does that look in a marriage? How does that look in a career? How does that look in the workplace? How does that look as a leader, as a husband, as a father? How does that look if we teach our kids now to take short shortcuts and we don't think about long-term development? That's our job as parents is to set the values that when they get in the car for the ride home or when it's time to make a decision or they're in our house, we don't measure the nine-year-old success of a tournament team. We measure the long-term development based on the values that we set on our family. If you if you want more information on values, it's also in the book, and we did a podcast on values too. We have another one coming up that's planned in the future. But here, here's always the, the interesting question, and, and here's here's how this works out. I get a lot of emails from from parents that um, their expectations of where their son would be um, have don't match the reality. Right, so they thought their son was going to be somewhere, and they're not, or they thought their son was going to play on this team, and, and he's not. And so I always kind of break down this question and say, "We wanted this to happen, but this happened, and it's important because." And I and I often ask dads to finish that question. We wanted the nine-year-old tournament team, all-star team, to happen, but he was cut, and it's important because. Of what? I'm going to tell you, in the hundreds of times I've asked that to parents, I've never had a dad give me a great answer to that. Because it's always based on, it's important to, well, he wanted to do it. And then I'll go further. Well, what's important to him about doing that? And then it always goes back to some coach, some person told them that this was imperative for their long-term success. And you took on, or your son took on, that thinking of another person as truth. And it's not truth. It's false. Your son making or not making the nine-year-old tournament team is not going to be significant to his future as a healthy, well-adjusted, positive, successful 23-year-old husband, father, leader of tomorrow. It is not. If you measure it, he'll make it important, and that could have a detriment on his self-esteem, absolutely. Whether he made the 9U tournament team, I always start every lecture off with, God makes the major leaguers. If your son is a major leaguer, a genetic major leaguer, whether he made the 9U tournament team or not, it, nothing's going to stop that, regardless of what any coach is going to tell you. Nothing's going to stop that if his development is there. What could stop it is if we make it too important because of our measurement, and then our son gets um, frustrated and quits the game. Now, that could stop it. And that goes back to what we measure we make important. If your son is not a genetic major leaguer, Making the 9U tournament team is not going to turn him into one. Or he's a genetic college player, a high school player. What will stunt all of these things is if your son stops playing the game. And I guarantee if you want a foolproof way for your son to stop playing the game, it's put artificial measurements on his progress and on his development and moving the finish line to 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. The finish line is 23. The finish line is when they step off the bus. And maybe <clears throat> getting cut from a team is good to put in that funnel. Do we want, do we think we're going to have a 23 year old has a great husband, father and leader of tomorrow. If they don't deal with some adversity, if they don't, if maybe they don't have to maybe either decide that maybe this isn't the best thing for them or to work harder. 
how do we instill those things if we don't face adversity? So I want to wrap this up. This comes down to you, dad. This is just where it is. And maybe it's not, maybe we don't, we don't want to think of it. And it is harder than it seems, but it really comes down to dad that says, these are the values of my home and I'm willing to participate in XYZ activity. And as long as we don't violate the values of my home. And that is your job as a father to be the lighthouse that holds those values. If you break those values, you can throw out everything else you say. The number one thing between a father and a son is trust. And if you hold those values, he may not like it when he's nine, but when he's 23, he's going to look back and say, dad, thank you. Thank you for setting the values of our family and holding them in place and guiding me when I needed it the most. All right, so uh, that wraps us up. Again, head on over to 567dad.com. We are 567dad baseball edition book. And um, thanks for listening, guys. I sincerely appreciate it. And if I can help, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And um, now we're back in the baseball season and in our second season of Baseball Dads Podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to a great baseball season with you. So we'll see you back next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.